Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Dr. Leviathan. And I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta. Tonight we have The Nightman. So for those of you just tuning in, Creepypastas are short internet stories that get copied and pasted across the internet, whether it be on Reddit No Sleep, creepypasta.wiki or .com, forum threads, go Google it. Uh, and yeah, we're doing The Nightman, which is by Sean Cognition. Uh, a previous writer who ha- that we've had on the show who did Tabula Rasa. And um, The Nightman is a prequel story to his In Torment series um, and is also considered a noir creepypasta uh, and is um, dedicated to uh, another creepypasta author, uh, Black Number One, for coming up with the noir creepypasta genre with his stories. Um so we'll just kind of get right into this one. So uh, we start off with the detective Taggart um, is called in to uh, look into a strangely brutal murder scene of a woman in uh, Santa, Mar- Santa Monica in on August 15th, 1946. And um, it's it's just a really kind of like brutal and like almost misogynistic or sadist style um uh, murder scene, um, but he has his his uh, lackeys pretty much investigate further, and uh, he goes out to the uh, the club next across the street from the uh, from the murder scene uh, to ask around in the bar there. Uh, so he asks the bartender and the the one person at the bar uh, about it while listening to some smooth music uh, being played on stage, um, and then plans to uh, investigate the. Um, uh, the husband of the uh, the woman in question that was murdered. So the next morning, while interviewing the husband, um, a confused preacher man comes into the station and tells the tells of another murder that's just occurred. So Taggart just kind of rushes off and arrives at the, to the murder uh, scene at Lover's Lane, uh, and it's a very similar mo to the last one. Um, so the rest of the crew then show up, and he then has them, uh, like, delegates them to do more of the investigation, um, trying to figure out what the hell, uh, who this, uh, who the killer is, and trying to catch them. Um, Taggart leaves the scene, and while taking a breather, is grabbed by a masked man, and meets the killer, um, also masked. He goes on with some cryptic messages of a game that he's playing, um, even using chess as a prop. <laughs> Um, checkers. checkers. Yes, it was checkers. Sorry. <laughs> um, I even fucking wrote down chess. Wow. <laughs> um, before revealing a third death, uh, telling Taggart not to tell of this meeting or releasing, or and and then releasing him uh, via knocking him out and putting him in his car and putting him where he usually patrols. Um, the third murder being the woman that was singing at the club um, the day before. Uh, when he comes to Taggart, or when he comes to Taggart, goes to the office. Uh, but after, but shortly thereafter, um, the preacher man shows up again, and a gunfight ensues. Uh, three officers are killed before Taggart brings him down. Uh, we then cut to two days later at the funerals, and yes, okay, uh, and 
Taggart meets the uh, the masked man at the graveyard, who explains more on the killings and the killer himself, uh, albeit with more crypticness. Um, and Taggart races home where the killer is waiting. Uh, the killer is revealed as the guy at the bar, whose name is Olin Grant. And after a talk of insane ramblings and more crypticness about women being subhuman and ascension and starting the game all over again with his death, Taggart kills the guy. Um, on his desk, uh, Taggart finds a suicide note, suicide by cop, <laughs> um, and a confession on how and why Olin did all this and how the leg his legacy is assured. Uh, and that's the end of the story, pretty much. Um, kind of wanted to keep it brief because the story sto sure shit didn't yeah the story ran for about 25 pages if you pull it in so to like a google doc or two something so yeah it was a long read um so i guess we'll just go into notes after that or into thoughts at that point um so here's a quote that's like as soon as i started reading the story this is what i came across so over halfway through the year, and yet the largest crime William Taggart had dealt with was a teenager hitting another with a bottle over which half the city was better. What? Over which half of the city was better. Okay, fuck. I like the east All right, side. Well, but I'm I just, like okay. the west side. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just, I, I, I did not catch that. I tried like a couple of times to figure out what the hell I, the, was being said there. Okay. It's, it, it was clumsily written. Yeah. And I do recall stumbling over that myself and thinking, well, over half, yeah, okay. That, that didn't need to be written that way. Yeah. Like, there was a better way to write that, that I sentence. I feel like there's missing punctuation, but I have that also, right in front of me. Yeah. Also, um, I'm sure you guys would have brought it up run on sentences. <laughs> the story is kind of right with it. Um, a time, so yeah, and then we have another one. Uh, a time to kill. August 15th, 1946. Then the next uh, subtitle or chapter or segment of the story, mm -hmm. A Time to Heal, August 16th, 1974. Wait. Uh, I think the date's just wrong because as I kept write, reading, I realized that it was just the day before, or day after. It, yeah. wasn't, it didn't cut to suddenly like 30 years later or whatever. Yeah, and once you get the third date, you go, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was back to, yeah, it goes by. So it's just a simple typo, but, uh, but it's, it's noteworthy. It's inexcusable because it's such a simple catch. No, yeah, exactly. And I was, and it also it also left me as like wait so are we just suddenly cutting to like the seventies, <laughs> and then yeah no it, it's just not so it kind of pulls you out a little bit because of that. Um, I did have to look up when styrofoam cups were being used. This is a really stupid nitpick, but I did have to look at it because I heard like that she gave him a, a coffee in a styrofoam cup, and I was like was styrofoam in, from the forties. Looked it up, forty one to the present. <laughs> All right. You get a pass this time <laughs> on something really simple. <laughs> also really nitpicky. Um, one that came up, well, because I was I took my notes while I was reading the story. Um, why was, I, I guess it doesn't make, I guess it makes a little bit more sense later on. Because my, my initial like comment was, why were the victims witness of the second killing at Lover's Lane at around 9 to 10 in the morning? Why so early in the morning? <laughs> Um, but then in, kind of later on you find out that the preacher man was kind of just a plant and the girl was probably killed a couple, uh, like, like during the night, not that mm -hmm. morning. So, um, that was another, that was just a clarification on my notes or my thoughts for that. Um, the story has a number of, uh, a number of simple spelling issues, like easily fixed with it, like that I was catching as I was going. Yeah. Um, one in particular that kind of stood out for me was instead of, okay. <clears throat> 
Instead, it was rugged, and the flesh was seemingly shredded, suggesting a serrated blade. I think it, he wanted ragged, because that makes a little bit more sense than rugged on, yes. on a wound description. <laughs> yeah. Um, unable to speak, Taggart has the perfect symbolism ready. Everything so far had been... Up to past tense, and then there was this one instance, I believe this was the only instance I caught, where it suddenly went to present tense. So, that needs to be fixed. <laughs> but again, easily fixed issues that kind of solely what I liked about the story, <laughs> or like, uh, as I was reading, because I was really kind of digging the noir stuff. Um, uh, going on to other things, um, I wasn't surprised that the Nightman was Olin Grant. Uh, when it was finally revealed. It was kind of anticlimactic because I kind of saw it coming a mile away. Um, had an inkling, at least, at the start, um, with, and the head of the singer helped um, a little bit more. Uh, though, when the masked man said his name on the hill uh, in, their, in his cryptic reveal of like what's going on with the plan and like, the killer's motives and stuff like that, um, it was really kind of... I was I guess kept going on. I was like, why isn't Taggart surprised by like hearing that name? And, like, during that conversation, and then why was he suddenly surprised when it was revealed to be Olin, when he just found out, when, he, when that name was dropped um, up on the hill? Uh, it just, I think that could have just been removed, like, that, like referencing his name or something like that in that conversation, and that would have made that less muddled, yeah. or made that less confusing, like, as to, like his reaction to that. Um... Uh, oh yeah, uh, here's another quote. Um, Olin looked down at the revolver bes beside him for a moment before nudging it away with his knee. Olin's still standing at that point. He was because because a few a few sentences later he gets shot in the knee and br is brought down. So he was still standing and he nudged the the uh, the revolver with his knee. <laughs> so. Like I could just see if he was like literally down to his knees, but like the next couple sentences, he's not. He's he, he's brought down to his knees. So, yeah. Like um, uh, like again, like with his like foot, like that should have been just replaced. But. I think some of the issue is that the the author is thinking too far ahead and giving us stuff that yeah. doesn't make sense before it happens. <laughs> Yeah, which like, is one uh, of the issues I had with it. It's like uh, this would have made more sense after something that happens later happens. I mean, it's just one of those issues. Yeah, like again, have somebody else read your stuff, edit it, and like tell you like what's wrong, like we're kind of doing. But um, at, like before you go and post it online. Yeah. But um, the story was very noir, like noir as fuck. <laughs> Um, really enjoyed that about the story, though at the beginning I was getting a little bit worried because of the hyper description and some run on a bunch of run on sentences. But the hyper description is really kind of part of the noir because he's a detective, he's getting all the little clues and stuff like that, so it kind of grew on me as it went on. No, 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 that is not what's going on there. Okay, he's not. Yes, he is a detective, and yes, he should. There is actually in the story he mentions that, like his his clues. Hold on. Are, okay. He gives the make and model of the car. The author does. Yeah. He gives the make and model of the gun. He gives Ex all of yeah. these little unnecessary bits of information just to remind you of the time period. Yeah. And that's annoying as fuck. Okay. Really annoying. Like. 
you can just say a cop car. You don't have to say it's a Model B, you know, a Ford Model B. That that just, it doesn't need to be stated. Yeah, because usually the, the reader is just going like, to... And you don't have to state every yeah, I will little say, yeah. fucking, oh, look what I googled. Great, you googled it. If I really cared what police in Santa Monica carried as a sidearm in 1940-odd, I can Google it. <laughs> I don't care, because I know it's a revolver. That's mm -hmm. all I need to know. He has six shots. Yeah. Yeah, simplicity on the on that would definitely fix. I also kind of worry, because sometimes we do, like on the show, we have like uh, mentioned that like an author should be a little bit more descriptive. And this is an example of... Descriptive is too fine. Descriptive? No, descriptive is fine. But giving the make and model of every little thing and like, okay, when he's getting dressed, we yeah. don't need to know every article of clothing he's wearing. I get it. It's the 1940s. People wore suits. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't need you to tell me every article of clothing he's wearing. Also, he puts his trench coat on before his vest. They didn't dress like that, to my knowledge. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I get another issue of, like, he's jumping ahead a little bit in his mind when he's writing it. No, no, uh, no, no. It's in the same sentence. Oh, God. Yep. Jumping ahead in the same sentence. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he just, he put the two articles of clothing in the wrong order. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Also, um, the one thing that really kind of got that's me... That's a matter of getting too descriptive and losing your place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, another thing with the beginning of it—it uh, probably happened during the during the rest of it—is just I. At that point, tuned I was just out. kind of yeah, tuned out because I was too engrossed in the noir. Um, or you were too used to it. Probably that too. Um, but yeah, him like every detail of him like getting to his car, getting out of his car, going to the phone, like it was going like it was that was what was kind of pulling me like away at the beginning was like and here's oh my... god, it's <laughs> just like, we don't need to know he he like every detail of like how the car or how we left his how we left the seat of his car to go yeah. to the call box and then back around the same and like mm -hmm. every detail and yes that is throughout the rest of this story it is okay however this, this is probably my biggest problem okay here we are in the 1940s our main character is a detective there's a fucking serial killer on the loose yeah our main character does zero detective work yeah he really just kind of like yeah. he looks he goes things. to the bar at one point yeah yeah right outside the scene but he doesn't do he, do, he, he asks really and do, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, no, nothing? Alright, cool. And then he goes home. Yeah. It's like, was your was he left shift left even left. over? <laughs> he just leaves it to the lackeys. It's like, yeah, but that's what I'm reading this story yeah. for. I want the detective work. Yeah. I want hmm. him, you know, trying to find this guy, not going home and getting eight hours of solid sleep and then going into... Work rolling into morning. work the next morning at 10 o'clock because he scheduled an interrogation. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> like, dude, there is there is a horrible criminal loose in your city. You are a police detective. And apparently really passionate about the work. Yeah, and you're yet really he's passionate just... about doing the work, but then you don't And then do you just let the it. lackeys deal with it. Like, you, it's like... Uh, I can't remember the name. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you just said lackey number one. You go check this out. Lackey number two. You missed this, this clue in the, inside of the, uh, the the murder the victim's mouth. It wasn't blood first trauma. It was an explosive. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like yeah. Okay, so he does do some actual detecting, 
but he doesn't do any of the work. No, yeah, yeah. And then, like, even at the the second cr- scene of the crime, like, one of the guys who was taking the photos questions him. It's like, Should, shouldn't you be sticking around? It's like, no, no, second division's got it. No, no, no. He, he's, he's good. He does whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, no. That is not, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. He was that's defended, not yeah. acceptable. <laughs> Yeah, he was totally defended on that. I remember that. <laughs> and then he's just like, I'm, I'm just gonna go. I gotta go. Gotta do some work. I'm gonna go get to smoke of my cigar. Yeah, I'm gonna go smoke a cigar. <laughs> and then you know, oh, I've been asked to call in to the station, so I'm going to like throw my cigar on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> he's still outside. <laughs> It's the 1940s. It didn't matter if he was in a fucking nursery. <laughs> you don't throw a cigar down. He certainly didn't have to. Um, like, I'm yeah. confused as to why he even got out of the car. Or left the crime scene. <laughs> you know what, honestly, that might be a thing like, of, like a slip of the Modern laws yeah. are being... Implemented, and I think that might be a problem. Is just like, because I do recall, like in the comments, the author did note that um, he had tried very hard to keep the um, the tone, at least with the dialogue, um, as noir as or as nineteen forties and noir as hell, which I can you can definitely see in the story. But yeah, he's definitely also kind of putting in modern crime investigation into the story. Like <laughs> suddenly they get to the office, like we need to zoom in and enhance these photos. <laughs> would have been like a, I think the final straw for me. <laughs> now that I'm seeing that. Shit, they can't. They don't even do now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But they do on TV now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's like, <laughs> yeah, that that one was a big one for me, just because it's like, you know what? I don't care if I'm smoking a cigarette, a cigar, a fucking pipe. They can wait five minutes. Well, a lot longer for a cigar. But I mean, if I just lit the goddamn thing, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy it for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then suddenly we go from the sudden. There's a sudden switch from the investigation um, of like this murder se- these murder scenes, to dark action. Uh, with um, and like with him just suddenly getting grabbed and like plopped right into in front of the uh, the killer, <laughs> like the character, like the writer, like it kind of felt like it was kind of jarring for me when that suddenly just happened because like uh, it was a fast paced scene and then suddenly he's just in front of the killer to explain his plan. Well, exactly because he wasn't doing any of the detective work, <laughs> so, so like, we kind of needed to yeah. move yeah. towards the end. Otherwise, it was just going to be a string of victims. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, like I understand that this guy's nutter butters and he has like a master plan, but I mean, he could have just kept killing people if he, you know, like his reign of terror could have just gone on and on For a while, and on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't have been like, hey, we're gonna play a game. Why, why are you playing a game? Like. <laughs> Why are you doing a monologue? If you think you're better than everyone, <laughs> fucking prove it. Don't, you know. <sighs> um but yeah, it felt like that scene had to have like happen happened, because yeah. it had to happen. Yeah. Because without that happening, we had no way to progress forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, up until that point, the story, well, at least for me, again, reading the story, had been kind of going at a steady pace, like, again, investigating and stuff like that. And then from that point on, it kind of feels like the story suddenly started rushing. 
to the end. Like, there's a little bit of that. I felt it started rushing as soon as the preacher broke in, uh, like, or ran into the in. police station for the That's first how time. Kind of because for you? Okay. it was like, you know, we're, you're still in, you're, you're still trying to find out, like, basic things about the first victim. Also, is, is And then you have a second victim to go investigate. It's like, well, maybe you should... Send second mm. unit on that. Well... <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. since you're not really going to do anything when you get there, and you're just going to leave immediately, contrary to what you should do, like, maybe you should, like, I get it, you're your lead detective on the case, but maybe you should, you know, start working on what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, finish the task you're working on before you run off and... Also, I do did, nothing somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I did thought it was weird. Like the preacher guy, like is like huh, like huffing and puffing, like trying to yeah, like catch his, bre- catch, his, yeah, catch his breath and some of that, and then sees Tiger and just runs up to him, gives him a hug, <laughs> and then like goes him by the shoulders, like lovers lane area, go there, <laughs> go there now. <laughs> that was a little bit of yeah. I okay. certainly don't think you have anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you hugging me though, as opposed to anyone else here? Uh, um, I don't know what you heard about me when I was in the from when I was in the navy, but I don't swing that way anymore. <laughs> uh, um, oh, yeah. So yeah, it gets kind of rushed at that, uh, like about that point. Um, the ending kind of like slowed down a little bit, like to have like the final confrontation, which I and I, I, I really just more monologuing. Yeah, well, yep. you know what? I still like enjoyed that final confrontation. It was a fun little like, st- like uh, what's the word? Not shootout, um, standoff. I guess I don't know. I liked the writing for that part. Um, well, yeah. So with the noir investigation and the gruesome enigmatic nature of the antagonist in this uh, in this very this is a very different beast from what we usually get in, gr- in creepypastas. Um, there's definitely, like, it definitely tries to focus, like, use the horror, like, the creepiness in the story is not so much, like, present, or, like, like, like super, like, super present. It's more like the visceral stuff with the, the, the gory, murdered bodies. Um, and then, like, the enigmatic nature of, like, the world itself, because this is definitely, you can definitely tell, like, like knowing now that like knowing what I do about like that the this is a prequel to a, a like a another to a series, you can definitely see that there's a lot of meta plot stuff going on, and I don't know if that kind of hurts or hinder like it helps or hinders the story because the like the all the meta stuffs coming out, all those messages are a little too cryptic for somebody to just kind of jump into this story at this beginning. Now I guess the question there is which came first? I believe this one was uh, came out later. Okay. Um, but it is like in can- in terms of canon, like that's why I started like we- we're starting with this one because it's the f- first story of the in the canon of the the series. Yes, but uh, it in my opinion, it's usually best to read the first that was written. You wouldn't watch before episode like Phantom Menace before you watched A New Hope, yeah. Unless you've already seen A New, A New like Hope. the original trilogy, yeah. You wouldn't do that. And if you did, you'd be a little lost. Hmm. I agree with you on the movies. And this story <sighs> is hindered yeah. because it's a prequel. It's it's a problem with prequels. It relies on what you already know. Yeah. Well, if you're reading it in the chronological order of the continuity, yes, you start here and you're lost. 
there's a lot of information that's being dropped that is unnecessary because it doesn't matter until potentially 1976. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know. I yeah, I don't know when the the series actually kicks off. Um. Okay, so yeah, maybe I kind of fucked up then. And no, uh, no, no, it's not this. your fuck up. It's the writer's fuck up because this should have been. A story that didn't rely on you having read the other stories. Yeah. Okay. Because it, it's it's the fault of a lot of prequels. They rely on you... Having been able to watch the other ones. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it just... I was actually going to continue bringing, like, when I, when you said, when I said with the movies thing, like, it, it, that definitely is, like, the case with the movie. I was going to say, bring up the Lord of the Rings stuff, because I read The Hobbit first, and then Lord of the Rings. But then I realized, no, I also read this, I tried to read The Silmarillion first, and gave up on reading The Silmarillion, because, fuck that noise. <laughs> um, because that one came out after all the Lord of the Rings stuff, because it had, was an unfinished work, and then got completed by... The son of Tolkien. So yeah, I, I I can kind of okay. I see where you're going. Like it's the the prequel, unfortunately, falls under that problem with prequels is that you need to yeah. know about the rest of the story. Yeah. Because the prequel came afterward. Yeah. Exactly. And as far as I know, that's the case with the Nightman is that the prequel was not. Unless Sean, if you are listening, um, and would like to confirm that to us, um, I was pretty sure that the, uh, the Nightman came after the of uh, most of the Entorment series. So well, it does say that it was a, it's a prequel to it. If it's a prequel, then that means it was written after, yeah, set mm-hmm. before, yeah. yeah. So then, based off that, yeah, because otherwise it would be the first in the series. Gotcha. All right. Well. Hmm. All right. Well, that was my thoughts. Because uh, aside from the fact that it's, I liked the noir aspect of it, I liked the um, the the story kind of felt like a true crime horror or like true detective kind of style horror thing uh less than a horror than more like a thriller because nothing really that was what i was trying to get across with the creepiness is the creepiness isn't really a creepypasta creepiness like it does it's not like a a, our usual kind of horror story it's more or less a detective thriller with some creepier elements in it it's not friday the 13th nightmare on elm street it's silence of the lambs seven yeah exactly yeah it's one of those kind of, it's like that kind of story like kind of creepy story yeah. so but that's really all I've got to say about the story in terms of my notes so Mikey he stands for you um do, 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 do. um when I started reading it um the sort of style kicked in uh part way through the beginning with the whole uh in my mind, it switched to more gritty detective voice yeah. and some uh, saxophone uh, playing in the background. And I, <laughs> I pretty much heard Taggart the entire time as as um, Valentine from Fallout 4. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> Makes sense. Same archetype. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked to a degree until I started having issues. Yeah. <laughs> um... And one of them that uh, hasn't really been touched on uh, yet is the fact that he has uh, two paragraphs that easily could have been together. Okay. Um, mainly because the second paragraph continues talking about where the last paragraph ended. So you're still talking about the same thing. Um, so it should be the same paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. And then in both paragraphs you have 
lines that, like, one's at the beginning of the first paragraph, and then one's near the end of the, the second paragraph that are almost identical, just phrased differently. Okay. Uh, I'll give the example f- for that. Uh, so, first paragraph. He sat and waited at the beach beside a police telephone. That's in the first paragraph. Second paragraph, uh, midway through, right beside his car was a police call box. Yeah. We already know this information. Yeah. <laughs> and it spanned across two paragraphs. <laughs> Again, like, the begin- that beginning section, at least for me, like, definitely, hit, like, highlighted the fact that there was a little too much just, like, step-by-step-by-step-by-step description yeah. of, of the character doing things. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you're going to hit some duplicates because you're trying to trace your character's every step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the, I have some examples of the uh, spelling mistakes. Um, the first one here is... Hello, Detective. I'll get Commanding Officer Burgundy right away, sire. Yeah, sire. <laughs> <laughs> Should be sir. Um, and then... Uh, why chose me to bring here? Yup. Choose. <laughs> and, uh, that's how you... Eh, I'll... <laughs> I'm reading this again, it's... Well, that's how you winded up the front man of my little game. It should be wound up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I caught all of those when I my read. Yeah. I just... Yeah. It's just <laughs> that's why I put it in a blanket th- blanket statement. It was like, yeah, this needs yeah. like they're, they're all like easy fixes, and that's the problem. Is yeah, that they could have all been easily removed in the for in a for in a in a very brief. Oh, okay, in a in just a, in just another like read over of the story from maybe even another set of eyes, which yeah. again is yeah. another big issue with creep pastas. Yeah. Uh, the next one I got a chuckle out of because I envisioned it entirely wrong. Oh. Uh, as he got closer, one of the officers at the scene jogged his way to him, reaching out to shake his hand. The two shook and walked towards the scene together. They didn't shake hands, they just started shaking towards the scene. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You, know what? you okay. do have to understand no, yeah. that for all of the story up until that point, they're describing every little D- thing, D- and he leaves out the word hands. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> also, um, sorry, I, I don't mean to uh, just interrupt here. Did anybody else, like, kind of have sometime like, were there moments where you were reading the dialogue, like, when there, people were having conversations, and you're like, who's talking right now? Like, there were um, a couple of moments, uh, like, during, like, usually during, I think it was during the investigation stuff. Whereas, like, wait, is Taggart talking, or is it one of the lackeys? <laughs> yeah. That's a common issue if you have more than two people talking. Which, yeah, there, there's three. <laughs> yeah. Um, because if it's just two people, it goes back and forth. If there's three people, then that muddies the water, because unless it states that who's talking, you don't know, mm-hmm. and you just assume that it's uh, the main... The second one is the main uh, protagonist, and the other one is either one of the lackeys. So it just keeps going back and forth between yeah. him and the lackeys. Um, the one thing that sort of annoyed me um, was the using words 
because they sounded like they fit and not using like a detective slang dictionary or something to go for the descriptions that when the detectives were talking. You'll you'll Google Ford Model B or Santa Monica police car in the 1940s, but you won't Google slang to make sure you're using it right. Yeah. Yeah, and like the first time I ran into it, like I looked it up and he did it right and I was like, "Okay, he gets passed." But then I continued reading and there was more that I looked up and was like, that, I don't think that means what you think it means. Or you're just using that for flavor text. Yeah. Because surely that's how they talked. Uh, and that sort of left me uh, sort of disconnected. Because like, huh. I, I like the idea of having a detective, and he's talking detective speak to other detectives, but when that doesn't mesh up with anything that I'm finding online, and I found a dictionary. <laughs> Fair, yeah. Like, I remember, like, so I remember reading the story and, like, hearing, like, the, the dialogue, like, the noir dialogue, and I was like, oh, man, noir. <laughs> and then I do remember, but I do, and I do remember there was a couple of scenes, a couple of lines that were, or a couple of bits of dialogue that were a little bit less noir-y than, like, the beginning of the story, because the, the story kind of, like, kicks off very noir, and then... Again, maybe because the author kind of got tired of coming yeah. up with that stuff. Um, and then there's well, one and scene... he was in more of a rush because which he was is, getting closer to the end. Which, yeah. Um, it was getting late and he had to turn off his WordPress and go to bed. I mean, we don't know that's the exact story, but... <laughs> no, but that's, like, yeah. that's no, yeah, the that's way the it situation. plays out in my head every time we, we have come that, that problem. Yeah. And um, but eventually that, I'm going to be right. Yeah. Eventually, um, but then uh, yeah, I do remember like when he goes up to talk to the uh, the masked man at the at the top of the hill in the graveyard. He's like, blah, 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 chap. And I was like, why are you, why did you say chap? Like, because it's suddenly like because it didn't. He's never said are you that. Suddenly British. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like he suddenly went from being like Valentine to some other guy <laughs> or some, some Englishman. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. some stuff. A lot of the stuff that he says, um, you can, in the context, you can understand what they're saying, but obviously it's not what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, uh, the entire division is scratching our heads at this trip, Taggart. And in this regard, trip, he's talking about the death, the instant, the murder. Yeah. But trip. As far as I could tell, doesn't mean <laughs> like the scene, the uh, the, uh, the scene of the crime. The, yeah, this yeah. this case kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, another one. Uh, someone wanted to dust off someone, and they chose Carolyn here to clip. Yeah. And you know that he obviously wants to kill someone, but knock off. Would have, one? would have been the correct. Dust okay, yeah, way. dust off sounded sounded right to me. So and then clip, um, well, being clipped mm. actually means being shot, which this person was not shot. Was not shot. <laughs> okay. So bop would have been a better word. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, the reason why I mentioned clipped, and this is something that uh, I actually scratched out from my notes. Okay. But then re-put them in. Uh, because uh, in the dialogue between the masked man and the detective, um, he says, 
every person you go to for help, I'll have clipped. And it will be in a brutal fashion. Knowing that clipped means shot, the next scene later, we have when the priest shooting just... people. Like, it's actual foreshadowing oh, that works. Yeah. But because that point, you, the author's been using words that don't work. <laughs> also, <laughs> he didn't go to the people that got shot for help. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what... The, uh, yeah, he to, went to counterpoint there that, yeah. because it's his job. Yeah, and he... Yeah. And also to point out, um, the guy said that he could go to the office or, yeah. and go to, or go to the scene of the crime, just don't tell anybody about the meeting. Yeah. He never, at any instance, yeah. said anything about the meeting while he was at the office. The preacher man just showed up, shot Mary, shot, uh, and just started firing after that. <laughs> like, it was almost like a random shooting or like just, um, or maybe like the masked man was just presenting the preacher guy as a fall guy um, to give, to make uh, Taggart the hero because, you know, that's part of his game or something like that. That's what it came off to me as, is that he's trying to give him a cover, essentially. But, yeah. yeah. It, it, it sounds good in theory. Like, that is like, oh, I'm going to have the eclipse. It's like, and then, like, yeah, the foreshadowing. But then the character, the writer kind of ruins it by having, yeah. you know, him just show up for no reason, really. Yeah. Like, I was, like, wondering why the preacher man suddenly came back and just started killing the, the police officers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, I was. It's almost like they're like there should have been a bit of dialogue at the office where he was starting to say talk yeah. to say something about it, and then it shows up and like because that also would have been some more like work. the preacher should have never shown up and shot up the police station. That too, because it yeah. was unnecessary <laughs> and just yeah. Didn't However, fit. the there only is a... reason it exists is to have the cop funeral. Yeah. And that only exists so that the masked man can tell our protagonist who the killer is. That could have happened anywhere, at any time, in mm-hmm. any manner. I hear you, yeah. and I, I agree. However, I'm also I've also heard when it comes to noir, and when, or at least when it comes to like certain authors, their mo- opus mentor, uh, their uh, their mo when it comes to their writing is like oh, when something starts slowing down. Guy just kicks out the door and starts shooting. <laughs> like, just a random character. Like, a random person just starts, like, kicks down the door and starts shooting. And that's how you guys, they keep up the story. Okay, but it's still not good storytelling. No, I agree. But it's a, mm-hmm. it's a noir trope, or it's a crime trope. Just because it's a trope does not mean it should be used. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you, there are other ways to make your story a noir. Mm-hmm. And up until that point, it had been going along just fine. Didn't need to have that. Yeah. It was honestly, it, again, it just felt like, hurry up to the end. Yeah, and that's, yeah, it definitely, like, the last half of this, again, suddenly just starts spiraling into the, I need to finish the story. Yeah. Uh, and then the the choice of uh, description with the one-way windows. It's like, it's a one-way mirror. <laughs> um, but it... Yeah. it it had some interesting dialogue from it, uh, which is the window allowed Taggart to look in, but not for him to see Taggart. So it let him look in, but suddenly I can't see myself. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's the other side that's a mirror. Duh. <laughs> but him is still referring to Taggart in the yeah, instance, I know. so it's. 
One of the things where the clarification he can see through it, but he can't see himself because it's not a mirror on his side. <laughs> it makes total sense. <laughs> he gets no reflection. Was, was it meant to have been written that way? No. no. Yeah. But oddly How? enough, it still coincidentally makes sense <laughs> from a certain point of view. Yeah, well, from uh, my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Then you are lost. <laughs> Uh, do, do, do. But I thought it was maybe Sith dealed in absolutes, oh. jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Hypocrisy. <laughs> Sorry, can you Ah, do, do, do. This, uh, I looked up. Uh, he mentions that a lot, like, the three people that he gives heights for are either six feet tall or just about six feet tall. Yeah. Um, from what I found online, the average height in the 1940s was five foot four. So these people were tall. These guys were giants. <laughs> yeah. Like. I mean, you usually want police officers being big. Yeah. You do. But when everyone's that inches tall. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Near the end of uh, seeing the second crime scene, uh, and this, as we've all touched on, that he doesn't really do much detecting work. Yeah. Um, there's the quote that this job was simply disturbing on many occasions, but never had he come across a string of connected crimes before, and certainly none done with such sadism and hatred. Yeah. At which point, I'm like, there's two. Yeah. Two does not make a string. If there had yeah. been several other ones, it would have worked better. Yeah. Which, but, but again... Openly, he openly states at the start that there, there have been no other crimes. Yeah, no. Yeah. And the thing that got me is, is I couldn't see the connection on how the two murders were connected. Aside from the... I, I saw it as being the... Uh, the 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 meat like how the 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 women were tortured essentially while but they were, and while they were being sliced up in different ways yes but um okay first off you have similar victims yeah um both young Caucasian women that right there is not really enough but it's a good start yeah secondly the ferocity mm-hmm. of the murders like there is there is like animalistic glee taking in taken in these murders and with the complete and utter lack of crime pre- prior to this it it's not it's not really a huge jump to assume that they are connected but to assume they're they are connected so soon after just finding information about Well that's it. the writer's problem because he had a serial killer kill twice in two days. Yeah. They should yeah. have had that's not the detective's problem. <laughs> <laughs> the detective is just connecting the information he's given. The author had well, not even a serial killer, just a guy who kills two people. Yeah, two days. if you're gonna if you're gonna well, go three, there, like, but yeah. But the third one was apparently never really accounted for. Um, like honestly, like I think uh, to jump on that store on that part of it, I think there should have been a, a few more murders 
uh, really like to give the, the story. I think there should have been a little, bit, a more little bit more passage of time. Yeah, yeah. and a little bit more detective work. Well, well, well we had <laughs> years passing at one point, and then it's... I honestly thought, I was like, wait, are we just like, is this going to like weird, like, what's going on? Uh, but no, and then, yeah, I think there should have been some more, like, there should have been. I get, the body count should have been a little bit higher um, to make this seem a little bit more like a like a bigger threat. Like not to yeah. say that like these two women, like these two characters, these two victims, aren't enough. Aren't enough, but it's just yeah for the story. Like and honestly, I was almost it was almost about the halfway point. Like I think it was like I was on like page fourteen or fifteen. I was like, we're still in the investigation. We still got like like is this really like how's the story gonna end? Like <laughs> quickly and then, and, and, then, and, then, and then suddenly the next the next uh, set of paper or the rest of the pages were just like bam 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 because that, then he got grabbed <laughs> I was like oh that's how we're gonna get it <laughs> but yeah like I also was like kind of like liking the whole like him going like following like the investigation or following these murder scenes up until that point and then suddenly we just he just gets grabbed <laughs> and yeah so Sorry. as we know it. Needs more time passage and more detective work yeah. from a detective. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he's... Yeah, I think it's, like, he's got to be... The detective... This detective needs to be doing more of the work and less delegating to other people. Well, and that... that I, I attribute that to the author because he didn't... Either he didn't know or he didn't want to write the detective work. So he didn't have the character we're following do any of the detective work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at that because point, stuff's kind of becoming... I don't know, that would have been boring? Um, I mean, it might also be like, he might have chosen to do, not do that, um, because in noir, it's not so much, it's not always about, like, like doing, like, the hard detective work. It's when more or less asking people. your main character is... Yeah, but he doesn't even do that. He talks he to talks two, to two people. people. Yeah, which, again, yeah. yeah. And, honestly, it doesn't really seem like that conversation is about detective work, it's about introducing our killer. Yeah, which... I guess you guys also saw, <laughs> kind of saw inklings of it at least. There was no reason for that scene other than mm. to introduce someone. So he was either going to be an obvious red herring Which, or yeah. the killer. Yeah. And then as soon as, you know, the the singer's head, oh, I overheard you. It's like, no, you were totally that guy. <laughs> <laughs> also, Taker, you just technically murdered a, <laughs> murdered a woman. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, you helped the nope. murder choose his next video. Nope. No? Well, yeah, he helped, but... Not really, because yeah, he yeah, was yeah. obviously yeah. going to keep killing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, and the last is another um, spelling issue. Okay. Uh, do, do, do. Amelia Dachson. That name brings back so many memories. Olin said, "Rape with no nostalgia. No nostalgia. There's an extra no." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Like that's not a word. <laughs> Get your editors. To yeah, again, <laughs> simple editing process. And actually, again, I, I do recall a comment because I could. I read the story while I was taking my notes, and then I had to go back and see what the commenters on this one were. And most of them are pretty constructive criticism. Like there's actually not a lot of like people just saying I absolutely love the story, mm-hmm. or that I absolutely hate the story of this blah blah blah. Like, like the bullshit that we usually see in comments of this stuff. It was mm-hmm. actually like criticism. Like it was actually constructive criticism, kind of like what we've been doing um, on the story, but also like encouragement to keep writing and stuff like that yeah um and there was one part where uh, like uh, he and he was responding to them and one of them was like yeah i would never was good at like 
uh, fix uh, like editing gram- or spelling and grammar uh, editing work for my own pieces. And I was like, then get another person to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I understand, like, you wrote... Ri- Again, I liked the story's noir feel and some of that. You wrote a cool yeah. story, but for the love of God, before you post it, have, like, someone you know, like, that's on hand, like, print it out. Have, hand them the piece of paper, or the, the, the 25 sheets of paper, and have them, like, go over it. Um, or fucking or, email it to Exactly, someone. yeah, or even just, yeah, email it to somebody to, to look over, like... It's we're, we live in a digital age, like, and you yeah. don't have to post your stuff out all right off the get go, or like after yeah. you've edited it. Like, you should definitely have somebody else edit your work because yeah. you're always going to like or your mind's always going to. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're not good at it, get better. Yeah, yeah. How do you do that? By doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and by forcing yourself not to like read over. Like, yeah, you put a story yeah. on the shelf. Come back to it in a few months. You'll reread it and be like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, Continue. Yeah. yeah. And, and this isn't just for this author. It's for every writer. <laughs> like, because we get so many... Of, like, this well, is, this is the, skipping, for the bigger problems. They're, they're, they're skipping steps in the process. Yeah. And, I mean, writing, like any art form, you can't rush through the process. Because mm-hmm. yeah. if you do, you taint the finished product. Mm-hmm. And it's just... You're you're not you're doing a disservice to yourself, to the story, to the readers, and to the craft. Yeah, and like it, it it's almost insulting. Yeah, and I mean also like to yourself because like you've clearly like the, the this author clearly like enjoys like is passionate about this writing about his world that he's building, and to have those just kind of sully that, <laughs> just yeah. So that was it for Mikey's notes. <laughs> yep. Dr. Leviathan, do you have anything else to add? Um, actually, yes. Okay. Um, I think we've covered most of my stuff. Um, but these two things are <sighs> problems with continuity within this story. Yeah. And I can only dread what this story We're changes gonna be... about other stories in this ongoing saga, or whatever the hell it is, it's with this being a, a prequel. pretty much. Um, because... There are continuity error- errors in this one story. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna go back to the gun that gets kicked away with by the uh, with the knee. Yeah. Um, so yeah, William shot Olin in the hand, forcing the gun to fall to the ground behind Olin, and his hand to burst out an eruption of blood from the bullet hole. Okay. So the gun is behind Olin. Yeah. Okay. Do do do. Olin looked down at the revolver beside him for a moment. Before nudging it away with his knee. Maybe he backed away? No. 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 no, Not in the intervening words. (laughs) Um, The second is when we are first um, introduced... Well, when we we first get to the uh, police station. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mary is sitting at her desk. Yeah. Bulletproof... Behind bulletproof glass. Nope. Yep. Bulletproof doors are at... Opening to the precinct. Actually, not in front I of the heard. Desk. You know what? No, this came up with me when I read it because I heard bulletproof uh, glass in front of the desk. But it's bulletproof doors. Are I you sure? At it. Oh, this is getting looked at. Yeah. I'm Regardless, regardless. <laughs> I, I yeah, did. no, uh, yeah, so we all saw that. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. wait a minute, how did she just get blown away? <laughs> like, I guess I like otherwise. Like, the other image I had in my head was that he put it under the under like the uh, under the and just like bam. <laughs> no, 
Because you know, like those things usually yeah. have like a little like port. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bet she put his hand with the gun there. Just, yeah. Uh, otherwise, because she was behind the desk when it happened, yeah. not in front of the the desk slash yeah. window thing. Yeah. Mary at her desk through bulletproof glass doors. He could see Mary. So he's at the front door, and he can see Mary through the bulletproof glass doors. And then he goes through the doors. Uh, yeah. She waved him on as he pre- as he pressed through them. Oh, wait. Yeah. The front okay. doors of the police station are bulletproof glass? <laughs> yep. Is that what that's saying? Yeah. So, like, okay. okay. Well, you may have dispelled one of my problems, but, but you just... helped me find another. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> and how did she wave him forward when... He walks towards her directly to the left of the doors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's so much detail in here that there are fuck-ups yeah, all and, over the place. Yeah. And I got I got a huge issue with it all. Um, like, just... I get it. You're, like, again, you're writing a fucking noir story. I get it. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Like, I get it. You want to immerse us in it, but... Like, calm down. Like, take all of the immersion you built into the first bit, unnecessarily, I might add, or at least in my opinion, and stretch it out over the rest when you started, you know, getting in a rush to end it. Yeah. Like, I will say, like, I mean, I'm fine with him mentioning, like, the make and model of, like, the car and the gun the first time. But when he got, because it does get mentioned uh, several other times, like, luckily I had another Smith and Wesson <laughs> in my, in my glove, or in, in the glove compartment. It's like, okay, yeah, you just, you have another revolver in your gun. In your glove compartment. That's yeah. all. Your backup revolver. Yeah. It's okay. Also, why does he go for the backup revolver? Why doesn't he have his service revolver? Taken. When did it get taken? It got taken from the ma- by the masked man who then gave it to the uh Why the, the other fuck guy. didn't he get the He then he got knocked out and then that's Why doesn't he Yeah, and his gun was back. Was it? Yes. Okay, I missed I've I have i missed that part. I thought it was When he woke was, up he was Fine, gun still oh, intact. right, yeah, gun there. Yeah, where the fuck? Why the fuck is that other gun? Mo- wow. Okay, that's a con- That's my continuity error right there. <laughs> that's my my issue. Well, it's that. it's less of a continuity error. And why are you reaching for your backup revolver when you, you should have still yours. have one? Yeah. See, my thing was like I thought that the killer had taken his, so therefore he. Yeah, because even like at the very end, he even like points it with his own gun. No, no, no. Like the the exact same gun or like the same make, the same model. make model as the one that Taggart has yeah and that's fine you know you can have the They're, same gun yeah. whatever Forties. there's only so many varieties of gun and eventually you start getting into ridiculous things yeah but yeah it's just yeah okay so there we have another fucking okay. yeah. just unnecessary another. thing like okay yeah you know what 1940s he's a detective he probably has a backup revolver but why does he like is he just gonna suddenly do two like gun kata I'm, like, I'm gonna go I'm gonna reach into my glove box as opposed to reaching under my jacket yeah I think w- w- with that was that he was supposed to not have his gun like, because I think the guy was supposed to, to, to keep his gun, and that's yes, the problem. But if that was yeah. the case, he would already have his backup revolver because, in his holster. Because he, yeah. Because exactly. he's a cop. He's a detective. Yeah. That's part of his gear. Yeah. So, again, it's a, no, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing that's a fuck-up. A mailman up. has a bag, a cop has a gun. I'm not disagreeing that it's <laughs> no, no, not no. a fuck-up. I'm just saying, like... No, no, I'm, th- I'm... Yeah, it's something that needs to be clarified, because that is definitely a fuck-up. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, it's just... 
Yeah. Other than that, it's just a typical creepypasta that needs editing. Yeah. Just more so than others. Yeah. I mean, well, because, because it's, it's so long. Yeah, yeah, because it's so long, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys are ready, because like, I think most of them are, are about this long. <laughs> most That's of the fine, as long as he has different problems in them. Yeah. Uh, it might be the same as this is a prequel, then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. As I've already explained, oh, the no. other ones came first. Well, that's why we're here, right? <laughs> to discuss it and help out. <laughs> that's my optimism, holding out in the bleak, bleak world that is Noirland. Well, and eventually we'll have been doing this for so long that we will be reading creepy pastas that have been edited. Yeah. I mean, we've done... <laughs> Took a second. Last horse crossed the line there for a second. Um, oh god, there'll be creepy pastas that have been copied and pasted across the internet and edited, and they'll be entirely different stories. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, and welcome to the reality. Jeff the Killer will be a good story. <laughs> tonight we're t- tonight we're d- tonight we with the Jeff the Killer Mark Two. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's completely different story, completely refined, and it's actually a good fucking story. <laughs> wow, I will say actually though this year, like I mean, yeah, the, it. I mean, the, we've definitely run into like, this year. We, the, the beginning of this year has definitely started off with a bunch of crew pastas where the writing is good. It's just there's a lot of spelling issues. Mm-hmm. Is what I've been noticing in trend wise this this year is that we've been picking up a lot of ones that are better written, but. At the same time, they're sullied by simple mistakes, which is a far cry from, you know, year one and year two, where we had a lot of ones that weren't really well written. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's it from you? Yeah, I think so. Um, right. Except for the fact that fucking spell check should have gotten... Yeah, actually... <laughs> no nostalgia was that? Yeah, no nostalgia. There, yeah, there's yeah. a couple of them, yeah. And actually, uh, when I had it in Google Docs, I was like... Seeing like like the little like squiggly line under a couple of things, like why is yeah. this? Why wasn't this caught? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, one of the basic ones was faux, which should have been of, like simple yeah. stuff like that. That yeah, no, Google simple right quick could have fucking <laughs> yeah. oh, that's what it should be. Or yeah. you know, look at the squiggly line and think, there um, we go. Yeah, and the thing with uh, word as an editor, is that it actually tells you if you have a run-on, a run-on sentence. sentence or if the sentence doesn't oh, yeah, have the right straight structure because it has that squiggly green line. Green line. Yeah. yeah. And right. then for incorrect spelling, it's got the squiggly red line. Um, um, I have always been hit or miss on whether or not I will pay attention to the green line, though. Yeah. Because sometimes you want that imperfection in your grammar. Yeah. Yeah. Not not most of the time, but I'm usually hit or miss on whether or not I will pay attention to the green line. Mm-hmm. But the red lines, oh fuck uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because yeah. those are definitely like, yeah, those need to be fixed. <laughs> Unless you're coming up with a completely like new word, like for a name or something like that, and just can't understand it. Well, then right-click, add to dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. Same red line gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, that's my goal. Whenever yeah. I'm like proofreading anything I've written, be it a resume, a letter, an email, whatever, 
I want to get those red ones gone. I can live with the green, but I mean, like, I add names to dictionary. Yeah. Why? Because I don't like those red lines. Because when I'm scanning through, because you do it a few times, you want all those red lines gone. Because if those red lines are there, mm -hmm. you have to stop and look and see what's the problem here. Oh, it's just a name. I would rather scroll right past and not see the red line. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. All right. Um, so I guess recommendations for this one. Um, a tentative recommend for me because I, I liked the noir. I liked the the plot, the overarching plot. The only issue for me was that, like, in terms of like that, really kind of like would break it would be the fact that it, the, some of the spelling issues and. It does rush. It does seem to rush at the like uh, from the halfway end to the end, but there are. But it's it's hard to say that it's rushing when when it starts the kicking. sprint. Exactly, it's still yeah. got thirteen fucking pages left. <laughs> yeah. So like, I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the read because of like how noiry it is. Like if you like noir, if you like L.A. noir, or if you like like True Detective, like this is that kind of story. Um... I don't know if I'd recommend it as the first read for the Entorment series because it got the crypticness of the message that these these other beings these the masked people were giving uh, Taggart. I was almost as confused as Taggart for most of it, and I think that was the point. But at the same time, no, I don't think it's it was got. The they were they were I supposed to lead into. To I think it was supposed to be hinting at what's in the other stories, yeah. but it because we haven't read them, yeah. we were too in the dark. Yeah, and I think. Um, I wouldn't recommend this as the first read for In Torment. I would recommend reading, probably reading the In Torment, but we'll get into that, I guess, when we actually start reading the, the, the main series. Um, but yeah, if you like noir, I'd recommend this um, tentatively, but otherwise, it's kind of a hard sell. That's my end. So, Mikey? Uh, I liked the noir side of things. Like I said, the reading it, the dialogue turned into that gritty detective voice with the saxophone playing in the background and the, that it did right yeah. for the first part and then it because of all the spelling mistakes and issues that don't, didn't last long yeah. for me um, and I also didn't really care for the this crime scenes with all the gore porn but yeah. we haven't had that in a while. I it's, wouldn't say it was gore porn. I yeah. would say it was describing the scene. Yeah, like it's yeah. it was the only it was the visceral horror like aspect of a horror series or, or like of like of of horror itself. When you have a crime like, scene, you describe you the detailed. crime scene. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't you don't sugarcoat a crime scene. No. Yeah. yeah, and if the murder's horrific, then like he didn't go into overly gratuitous description. Yeah. Um, it was description, like, it was just bare like, description. There was more than was the bare minimum, mm -hmm. but I don't, in my opinion, he didn't cross into gore porn. Yeah. Okay. But that is also a matter of opinion. That mm -hmm. is true. So you are entitled to yours. Yes. Wow. Even you, cultists, are entitled to yours. Yay. And you, listener. Yeah. Mm. Um, I personally do like detective stuff, but when you have a detective that doesn't do detective work... <laughs> yeah. Like, he does... Like, loves it. 
Yeah, doesn't do it. I, what, what it is is like what I think it is is that like it's like he, gave he wrote up detective work for Lent. <laughs> well, I think what it is is that like the writer, like, because this is definitely he's definitely a detective. Like he's he's a detective in style, like of noir style, but he doesn't do any actual detective work. It's all kind of more or less flavor for the character. Yeah. Is what it feels like. Also, like, I know this guy's like 35, but I kept envisioning 34. him being like 34, but I kept envisioning him being like 40 or like in his late 40s or 50s. <laughs> like, I, I did not expect him to be like a like a young, like a, a younger dude. Like, uh, and also, like, he's been on the force for 15 years, so he was like he was I guess 19. 19 when he got into the force. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It, it does. You can, I actually looked that up, and you can be a police trainee nice. at 19, which so. makes sense. And I mean, is that now or was that was back then. then? Okay, yeah, because back then it may have been if you were going <laughs> by now. By now, you need police foundations been, and yeah. all that stuff. So it's yeah. a lot more involved now. But, but yeah, the 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 guy himself, like it felt like he like the way he was like acting as like the like around the the crime scenes, he seemed more of a veteran than or more of a like a veteran kind of guy than yeah. like a guy who's like still in his prime for all intents and purposes and like should be able to like should be like staying at the scene of the crime doing more work. Um yeah. so it's it's like either just again the stylings of a noir hero who doesn't really actually do much of the work or just kind of lazy writing. <laughs> I can kind of see both sides of that. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm not going to re- recommend it because uh, there's, while it is a long story, there's a lot that is just describing things over and over. And like I s- explained with that one paragraph that should be, well, the two paragraphs, there should be one, and then there's two lines that were exactly the same, just phrased differently. <laughs> like, we already know this information. But I'm guessing it's in a different paragraph, so you didn't realize that you'd already said it. So, from the author's point of view, so it's... It, it was a hard read for me, based on how long it was with all of the issues. Um, I wouldn't recommend it, honestly. Um, I feel like, although I, I enjoy the noir genre, mm-hmm. I, I, I genuinely do, I think it's, it's just a fun little escape. Um, but I feel like there are better, more competent ways to get that fix, be it video game, movie, book, um, than this creepy pasta. Um, just because the, the just sheer amount of description and just too much, um, description, um, the, the, the simple mistakes, like... That that's just it's unforgivable to me when the machine you're typing it on will check those and say, "Hey, here's an idea. Why don't you use this?" Um, and just just the structure of the story, the pace, like it's at a breakneck speed the entire time. Just you know, like bam, dead body. Fucking is it? I don't even know if it's twelve hours later. Bam! Another dead body, and then just like, like I said, although there's 13 pages, when it hits that, okay, I gotta hurry up and finish this story. This story was supposed to be way longer. Yeah, that's what it felt mm-hmm. like. And by just cutting it off at the knees, it just it 
it cheapens the experience. It hinders the storytelling because you're you're just going from major plot point to major plot point. You're not you're yeah. not doing the process, the steps in between. I mean, yeah, major plot points are important, but so are the little steps that get you there. <clears throat> um, yeah. Other than that, I don't I don't think there's really anything more to say about my not recommending it. All right. Um. It's genuinely... I don't know. On a basic level, it's well-written. Like, I don't, I don't hate the writing style. I just have those issues that I uh, took just, with it. Yeah. Um, so, I definitely do recommend that um, the bloke or dame who wrote this... Sean Cognition. Keep writing. Um, but also... Start editing, yes. because that's how you get better at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't care if you're not good at something. If, if you attempt it, I can give you points. Mm. If you do if you do nothing, if you don't check the red squiggles or yeah. whatever, then your, your lack of effort, like, well, then why the fuck did you even... Why, why did you bother to go through all the clicks and types to post this? If you can't go through the same fucking shit to edit, yeah, that's really like is like because of its also because of its length, like those smaller those small issues just kind of they add up, yeah, they add up, tally too much, yeah, Yeah. and yeah, to to um, to remark on your uh, thing of like it it just it should be a longer story. That's really what I felt, but right before he gets grabbed and pulled into the into that warehouse, I literally was like, man, we're like two like two investigations in, like, and we're only like we got like this much more time to go. It's like. This should be. This feels like it should be a longer story. Like there should be some more to it. And then, rush. <laughs> yeah. Like and suddenly, um, yeah, suddenly he's just being told the. And plot. I fucking <laughs> wanted some goddamn yeah. detective work. Um, like really bad, really, really bad. Um, and to me that was just that. That was for me the the. You wanted the, this to be more of a procedural. That would no no no. <laughs> I don't want a dry textbook procedural. Okay, good, yeah. But I want some fucking detective work. Mm-hmm. Like, Look I, around, I want you yeah, to have... do some shit. I want you to do things away from the crime scene because, you know, like he God should have actually it. gone. To, he should have gone to the families and asked around and some of that. Or there should have been something yeah. that he did, as opposed to like I mean, stumbling onto all the his big things. break was fucking getting kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> That really was, yeah, because he was like, oh, you've been following my game. It's like, no, no I was yeah. having a smoke. Because <laughs> like, I just saw some that, really graphic shit. That's like, what should have been, that's what his response yeah. should have been. It's like, ah, oh, I see you've been playing my game. No, I was having a smoke. I was thinking about what I was going to have for dinner. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what the game a- actual character wanted to say, but he wasn't allowed to say anything because... Because the guy would yell at him and yeah. threaten to kill him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I am going to monologue. <laughs> Let me monologue at you. Uh, okay, yeah. No, yeah, I, well, yeah. And I mean, like, I, I'm not looking to change your mind or anyone who's listening who has read this story. I'm not looking to change their mind either. It's I just mean, for those people that share your opinion. Yeah, more. and like again, like mine isn't like mine's tentative because I like the story, but I don't 
there's so again, like I said, there's too much and that I, builds I just, up. I feel like there are easier ways to get that noir fix. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. know, well, sometimes I'm in the mood for a noir story. I've always gotten that fix, and I didn't read this story until last night. Fair enough. All right. So, that was this week's episode. If you like what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below, wherever this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, you can send us a uh, rating or review on iTunes. Every little bit helps. Uh, and you can uh, send us messages on Twitter at EastAnsForEvil for Mikey, Dr. Leviathan for Dr. Leviathan, and Review Cultist for Review Cultist. Uh, also, you can send us an email at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-R-T-S at gmail.com, where you can also send us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, also, you can check out the title cards for each episode at crazonstudios.tumblr.com. And if you'd like, you can uh, support us by going to Patreon and typing in aldenterigamortis and selecting the tier of backing you'd like to support us at. So, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm still Dr. Leviathan. And I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. I like his, his actual, like the name that the other guy gave him more than what he gave himself. <laughs> Nightmare really doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the story. The philosophy kind of makes a little bit more sense because he just keeps spouting that. <laughs> yep. Like he literally is only called the Nightman because he doesn't want to be called, he just wants to be called the Nightman. <laughs> it's like, you don't get to choose your nickname. <laughs> it's other people that do that for you. <laughs> Yeah, so... Do do we need to stop? Yes, we need to wait. Alright, editing. Editing. Editing.